me, Izzy. Cast of the soon-to-be Tony Award-winning Pot Against the Machine. <laughs> but you already knew that. What you might not know is that we here at Pot Against the Machine are launching a new podcast. That's right, starting April 11th, join us for Machine Learning. A pot about the machine from Pot Against the Machine. The only podcast with a supplementary podcast with a 25-word title. We'll put away the dice, tentatively ignore Sam, and recap some of our favorite and least favorite moments from the show. We'll also talk about character builds, fan questions, and also my questions from that last episode of WandaVision. What was that, right? Anyway, clear your Sunday calendar scrappers and join us for machine learning, or as we've affectionately nicknamed it, M-L-A-P-A-T-M-M-F-P-A-T-M-T-O-P-W-A-S-P-W-A-T-W-T. And now back to your regularly scheduled Pod Against the Machine. To Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast that is trapped in the episode 14 combat forever. Endeavor. Endeavor. I'm your host, Sam, and here is everybody. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. We got to come up with a better way of transitioning in here. What? No, that's our that's our shtick. Yeah, we have what? to keep it now. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm trying to imagine something better, and I can't. <laughs> that's a good point can't be done um well let's see when we last left our very capable four they had happened upon a well-intentioned but overly aggressive medical automaton and it's flying sampling sample collecting automaton associate an unthinkably long battle of attrition took place featuring many grapples until at last the adventurers prevailed Healing themselves by Wan to save the dumpies, they turned their attention to a tube wherein a humanoid was trapped. Having failed during battle to release said humanoid, although there were confirmed tube touches, the party finally was able to break the captive free now that the metal menaces had been dispatched. Was it a friend? Was it a foe? Was it perhaps Connor Bane himself? What sort of trauma did he experience in his wretched glaucite structure? Is he in the right mind, or will he immediately dispose of the party with a high-level fireball? How much of the party's reward will be spent on Vargas's arm? We'll hopefully find out these answers and more tonight, or today, or whenever you're listening to this, because I have no control over when you listen to this. <laughs> Roll credits. <Opening> credits. <laughs> um. So we find ourselves standing in what appears to be a bedroom of sorts or a uh, medical bedroom you know what they call those rooms in hospitals and um, there are two crumpled chunks that used to be killer robots lying on the floor and then directly in front of Kara um, all wet bloody and uh, quite naked is 
the badly mutilated Connor Bane. He is not making any coherent sounds at this time. So we confirmed right at the end of the last episode that uh, that was Connor. Um, who recognized him as Kara, right? Because Kira is the only one who has ever seen him before. I mean, Kira would definitely have seen him around town from living here. He's a pretty prominent member of society. He's a council member and everything. Um, it's certainly possible that the others of you, um, well, Brixby at least, it's possible you would have met. I would say that Asher and Vargas couldn't have. All right, excellent. Um, well, so looking down at the shivering mass of, of Connor Bain, uh, Brix will turn to Asher and say, um, Can you heal him? Yes. We have expended quite a large number of this one's healing capability, but if there was ever a deserving target of what we have left, it would be this man who we've come to save. And Asher will look at Connor and say, Sir Connor Bain, I'm, I'm, I'd like to heal you with this wand. I'm going to approach you and tap it against your shoulder. We mean you no harm. We have come to save you from whatever ill had befallen you. And he would cautiously approach the traumatized individual. I think Kira would interpose, like, grab Asher's arm and be like, hang on, let me see if I can talk to him. I don't know, sometimes Val and I hang out. We're not, like, best friends, but we're good friends, and so we'll have a thing, you know? Um, and go for it. And I guess, like, probably crouch down or kneel and to Connor and be like, um, Connor? Miss Mr. Bane? It's me, Kira. Are you okay? We just want to help. He's sort of staring uh, wild-eyed at the both of you. And like, maybe a little bit calmer looking now. He, he tries to push himself up uh, just with his arms, but it's lower half and seems to entirely be not working and he's just sort of uh, grunts and tries to shove himself up to a sitting position. If only we had a medical robot. I don't think you should move. Um, Asher, maybe you can do the thing now? It turns out he was like, fine. But I just wanted to make sure. Well, perhaps you overstayed his well-being and calling him fine. But at least his mental faculties may well be intact. This wand will help keep you alive, but it wouldn't restore any severe damage done to your limbs necessarily. We may need to fashion some sort of splint or crutches or something along those lines. This room may well be the best place to find such supplies. We're getting ahead of himself. And he, he seems to understand, but um, the only things coming out of his mouth are, is like sort of a muttering and sort of no no words. He's just sort of grunting and, and muttering. Like, <laughs> <laughs> For all the great audio that was. <laughs> yes, oh, I didn't quite catch that. Could you please do that again? Another four and a half minutes. 
Just like dad noises in the living room. <laughs> yeah, the dad needs more pretzels kind of noises. I should call my dad. Well, those precious charges are coming in hot with a one for a total of two points of healing. Mechanically speaking, you'd probably sort of be able to tell that it's, it's not really hit point damage uh, that he's suffering from right now, so I would save your your charges and your dumpies. Uh, this is more mm. in the ability damage. Uh, you, you could roll a heal check to see what kind sure. of thing you're dealing with. it's a flat zero. What could possibly uh, go wrong here? How about a natural 20 for the first roll of the night hey. on the Dice Envy color scheming D20? Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I believe that is enough to know that this man is uh, suffering from uh, severe dexterity and intelligence damage. Uh, he doesn't appear to be capable of um, speech at all at this point. But he also, and it looks like the these medical robots or this medical robot was essentially um, doing wildly irresponsible, unnecessary surgery on him, and it's just totally dissected his legs and um, done something to his brain. Um, his, his head is partially shaved, and it looks like there's an injection site there um, into his skull. So, whatever happened, it was it was bad. This is far beyond what a wand could, could do, certainly. A cure light wounds wand. Like, cure moderate wounds? Ah, if only. <laughs> this man needs some serious divine care. More along the lines of healing his brain and his agility. By that extension, um, while I think both of these robots were clearly rogue, um, there might be useful materials on them, or perhaps somewhere in this room to aid. Yeah, in his healing now or later. Uh, could I roll to check the robots? Ah, uh, sure. Uh, Vargas will point to the four-legged one and say, check that one first. It injected me with something. It may have medical abilities. Alright, I'll roll on that one first. That is just an eleven. Which, with my current negative one, has me at an 18 perception. Um, it doesn't look like these things have any removable gear. Uh, those tanks on the back of the four-legged one uh, appear to be... Um, you know, they have some kind of drug in them, which is probably what Vargas was injected with. Which he's he's still feeling the effects it's be of some that. kind of like anesthesia or paralytic agent or something that ain't going to help him. I was hoping it would have like a second tank on it that had like Just a morphine or something. <laughs> no, it appears to be right. uniform. And uh, oh. for the other robot, fine time to roll a two. So we are looking at a nine. Yeah, same deal. It doesn't look like there's any sort of removable parts or, so, or gear on this thing. I guess Bricks will just turn back to the party. We have a choice to make. Do we take him out now, which I 
think would be prudent. Or, um, check to see if our, uh, plant friend is uh, the only danger on this floor. I don't know if we'd be able to get him out. He can't use his legs to help swim, and I don't even know if he would understand that he's supposed to. He could try to breathe while we're under the water. He seems like his brain is gone. Hmm. Well, I think we should look to see if there's anything that we could find in here, and if need be, we could bring him to the mouth of the cave, send out a portion of the party to go and get uh, one of the fathers or a, a divine healer and bring them back. We wouldn't leave him alone, right? Unless I certainly wouldn't want to go on a lengthy exploration, but I wonder if there's a, an alternate exit, if there's a way to get out on the surface instead of the water. That's true. There's at least one room following the blood to the east that we haven't checked out. And, I mean, there's that elevator as well. Although, who knows if that's even a viable option. There has to be an opening onto solid ground somewhere. The torch itself shot out of the top of the mountain. Would it be possible to find... I don't know if it would be at the top of that elevator, I believe you called it, or if it would be somewhere that we could get to without having to repair that device, but somewhere there should be a hole large enough to climb through that may be easier to get someone in Connor's condition out of here. You think we go look for a hole and Connor stays here? It's a... Uh office chairs here. These don't have wheels on them, do they? <laughs> I'm going to say, based on the position of one of them, it's kind of um, cocked off to the side. Maybe they, they are um, kind of office chairs. They're not chairs. like, a, like an actual like, like casters. I was going to say, could we just sit Connor down in one of them and push him in the chair? I think we should at least check the remainder of this room, given that it appears to be a medical facility. Um, does anyone want to help me rummage through these as he gestures to the locker situation in the north of the room? Yeah, on the north side of the room, there's sort of a, a set of desks with, like, big cabinets underneath. When you open it, it, it looks like everything's been, like, crammed tight in, in here, like there's too much to even uh, fit. So, to search this stuff, is this like a, I guess... Would I be doing like a perception check to look for anything that might be useful? Is this like a specific knowledge check? Uh, would Asher be rolling heal stuff over here? Does it all seem ostensibly like medical supplies or? Um, it seems like a combination of um, ancient looking and largely broken kind of medical supplies or, um, you know, this sort of strange Numerian artifacts. Um, a bunch of the stuff near the front on one side, it pretty clearly doesn't belong. It's uh, like there's a couple outfits um, and a, a nice backpack, um, <laughs> which if you open it up, there's like a, a waterproof scroll case in there and there's an ever burning torch and a bedroll and like 
like adventuring gear sort of stuff. And is there anything in that scroll case? Um, uh, in the scroll case, Scrolls. there are three <laughs> scrolls. <laughs> There's also a wand amongst <laughs> the gear. Um, there's um, four vials. Um, let's see. There's a, a nice-looking dagger. There's um, an amulet shoved in amongst this stuff. And um, let's see, a fifth vial and some travel rations. Order of operation. I'd be down to try to identify the the scrolls. And if the dagger is, like, masterwork nice or, like, ooh, nice, possibly that or the amulet. If Asher's craft alchemy wants to come through on the vials, I know you can also identify some stuff too, right, Shiro? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no, it's okay. Uh, do you have uh, detect magic and and knowledge, Arcana? Uh, yes, right, I do. Cool. Uh, excellent. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I want to cast Read Magic and check out what these scrolls are. Okay. Um, the three scrolls are one scroll of Detect Radiation, one scroll of Technomancy, and one scroll of Unseen Servant. Speed shares uh, turning to Asher and sort of pointing, um, sorry, to uh, turning to Vargas and sort of pointing and, and mumbling and saying, Unseen uh, Servant, um, not quite sure what radiation or technomancy is, but these look like very interesting spells. I'd like to have a look later. Um, then he turns back to the party. Does anybody object to me holding on to these for further examination? Can you carry them? You're very small. Yeah, thankfully three three pieces of paper doesn't push me over my encumbrance load. Although, I do appreciate your acknowledgement of my delicate nature. It's just sometimes papers can pick up humidity and the water weighs more than you think it does. And then suddenly you're like, oh, no, why can't I run anywhere? You know, duly noted. And Connor is is watching you as you um, go through all this stuff. <laughs> He's just sort of, <laughs> sort of staring. And when you said to nice backpack, is that like a masterwork backpack? It is a masterwork backpack, and the Ooh. dagger is also masterwork. Because that backpack business lets you carry more, mm-hmm. as though your strength score was higher. Uh, listeners, that's why I care about how nice the Jansport is. Um, <laughs> on the potion front, I rolled a 14 on the dice for a 19 total craft alchemy. Is that enough to identify any of those vials? That will let you know that, uh, let's see, you're looking at two potions of Cure Light Wounds, one antitoxin, and two vials of acid. Okay, I'll, I'll make sure to keep track of which is which so we don't accidentally drink the acid. <laughs> is it the brown acid, man? No, I'm kidding. Uh, Jero, do you want to go for the, the amulet, or do you want me to take a whack? Yeah. You can have it. I got that uh, cloak earlier, so I got my uh, magical... Oh, I don't know what the amulet is. I'm oh, you, you mean to, to check for it. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'll roll for it. I haven't rolled dice yet this session. You <laughs> see, spellcraft is a plus eight. And that was an eight on the die, so that is a 16. Is that enough to know anything about it? 
Uh, 16 will let you know you're looking at an amulet of natural armor plus one. Yeah. <laughs> which I know everyone is very surprised. When I heard amulet, I figured I just <laughs> missed him saying what it was. I'm like, well, obviously it's a natural armor. <laughs> there is also a wand. Ooh, yeah. Do that one too, man. Yeah, sure. It's all you. Okay, that is a 15 on the die. So that is a 23 for the wand. Well, with that, I'm going to give you all of the information on this wand. This is a wand of magic missile, caster level three, Whoa. with forty-four charges left. Oh. He, uh, Brixby hands the things over, and he looks at the amulet and he goes, "Armor." Hands it back to Brixby, and then he looks at the wand. And he goes, "Magic missile, uh, powerful, more powerful than I can cast at the moment, but." Could definitely come in handy. And that is correct. If it's higher than your current level, I'd have to roll a UMD to use it, right? Since we're still level two. No, because it's not a it's a spell that you can cast, so you don't have to roll for it. I wasn't it. sure if it was higher than my current caster level. No, I don't think that matters. Looking at this block of uh, gear that Sam has posted in the Discord, it... Looks as if it was maybe conveniently listed under Connor Bain's stat block, but I mean, <laughs> it could be any wizard's gear stored adjacent to him in a tube. We um, don't know. And it's terrible that those robots took the magic missile Rohand. Yeah, hold on. Does the does the Jansport have a luggage tag on it or anything that says who it belongs to? I'm sorry, this is a Schenectady's own tough traveler, not a Jansport. <laughs> it's not an LL Bean with just Connor's name loopily embroidered on the outside. I notice we didn't find a magical focus, like a spell book or anything. No, so we I didn't. I wonder what happened to that when he was captured. Uh, I mean, there might be a chance that he didn't take it with him, as yeah. weird as that is to say. Yeah. Like, he has scrolls with him. He might not have a waterproof spell book if he put it in a waterproof scroll case. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, just like thinking about what you know about this guy's trip. I mean, he came in um, and went out all in yeah, one day once. Coming in multiple times, yeah, right? Yeah, he came in twice. So this was kind of like day trip camping to him he probably did not intend to stay overnight and prepare spells again when he came under hmm. all right so then the real question um I'm, we can figure out where the wand and the, the amulet go shortly but are we looking anywhere else or are we gonna leave immediately well i, w I will tell you that um amongst the um other items in those cabinets. There are a few things that don't appear to be broken. Uh, like what? Ooh. Um, there is a um, item that appears to be like the handle of a sword, but instead of having a sword on it, it um, has a small round glass panel about two inches in diameter um, and a button for activation, which if you push it, it will lights up and sort of shows a circular field around you and clicks quietly. Huh. Um, there's also a um, small white and gray wand-like device which appears to have a reservoir for liquid on one end and a small pad on the other. There's 
There's also a small gun-like item, but much lighter weight with a liquid reservoir on the back. Um, a, a couple tiny glass and metal canisters, which are filled with what appears to be liquid metal. But on closer inspection, maybe it's filled with metallic dust or, or kind of metallic sand. Maybe there's microscopic moving things. And then there are oh. two uh, little uh, needles mounted on tiny tubes filled with viscous red blood-like liquid. So for all of those, we can do a knowledge engineering for identification. Right, I'm going to yeah. drop one. Ooh, yeah, die hard. To identify the uh, dart gun that I'm assuming shoots nanites. Um, I am looking at uh, dirty 20 minus 1, so... Or, sorry, yeah, dirty 20 minus 1, so it's a 19 knowledge engineer. Came in at the 24 total, if that makes a difference. Okay, I think those are both good enough to get pretty much everything here. So the little ground, little round clicky handle um, is a radiation detector. This device can measure radiation levels in a 120-foot radius circle as the detect radiation spell. When activated, this device makes a soft clicking sound that changes in volume and frequency according to radiation levels encountered. The small screen on top of the device indicates the approximate source and strength of the radiation, um, using red to indicate severe, yellow, high, green, medium, and blue, low radiation. Areas with less radiation don't register on the screen at all. And does the, is that like a charge item, or is it just? Uh, um, yeah, it uses a battery, but um, it looks like a, a battery would last quite a while in there. And it's those same uh, little coin batteries like we got from the Skulks? Yeah. And then we have the, let's see, the little white and gray wand-like device is a medlance. It um, can be filled with a single dose of liquid, such as a pharmaceutical, a potion, or a poison. It can then be used to administer the liquid to a creature. Um, if the target does not wish to be injected with the contents, it's a touch attack as a standard action. Otherwise, you can administer the liquid via the medlance as a move action. Whoa. Uh, Medlance doesn't use charges, but the sterilization mechanisms will be worn out after approximately 10 injections. Um, let's see, the small gun-like object, which does look like it's um, been around for a while, it's, it's seen better days, is a nanite hypogun. Nanite hypoguns inject specialized nanites into a creature's body to heal many sorts of physical or mental injuries. Injecting someone with a nanite hypogun requires a touch attack. Multiple categories of these exist, um, and multiple settings exist. On a primary setting, a hypogun heals the, an amount of hit point damage as determined by its color. Um, this is a brown nanite hypogun, uh, which is basically equivalent of a cure light wounds. Um, it has a secondary effect, consuming five charges, as opposed to the one charge to um, do the cure light wounds. The five charge setting uh, reverses a condition. Um, in the case of the brown, it's the equivalent of a remove sickness spell. 
then the nanite, the canisters with the metal um, powder in them are indeed nanite can canisters which power the nanite hypogun. And the... Would we know... I don't think anybody managed to roll high enough on the health check if either of his two conditions would be considered a sickness. I'm assuming the legs wouldn't, but I didn't know if maybe the mental thing could well, be cured I, by I, that. I, oh, sorry. I think... I thought you were talking about second the condition, um, not remove disease. Yeah, it's remove sickness, not remove disease. Um, oh, okay. You think that, like... Yeah, so that's not going to do Yeah, anything. what's going on with him, with Connor, is more like a remove disease type thing. Yeah. Which is what I thought that was. I thought that might be able to fix his uh, mental, at least. Like, it ain't going to do anything for his legs, but if we can get him cognizant... He can use his spells and stuff again. But it doesn't sound like that's going to be able to do that then. Yeah, yeah. probably not. And I mean, it's... He would hopefully have another water breathing prepared to go under there, but I mean, I don't even know if that requires material components off the top of my head. I could roll for it, I suppose, but... I think that that's a... Um, what's it called? A divine spell. Cleric spell. Yeah, I don't know that... that he Wizards can then the last two items, the little needles with vials of blood-like things, are um, Hemochem. Hemochem is used to stop bleeding and promote healing. A single dose of Hemochem, and these are one-time use items, uh, grants the uh, receiver fast healing for one minute. Oh wow, that's cool. So it's essentially, you know, 10 free HP. Uh, well, he might actually have it prepared because I guess water breathing is a level three sorcerer wizard spell. Um, but uh, it doesn't look like he's casting anything right now, <laughs> except empty glances across the room. Haha. <laughs> um, well, we thoroughly robbed him. So, do we provide medical transport now, or should we check to see if there's anything else that could help him in an adjacent room? I'm relatively tapped in terms of my uh, arcane prowess. I know, I don't bring much to combat, but I'm limited. Um, and I'm at half health. As in, I'm very wounded, but not nearly as bad as him. Um, I don't fancy kicking the door down in any other room, especially with that plant rolling around out there. I vote we just get him out of here as quickly as possible, get him to the, the front, see if we can manage it, if we can't bring someone back to get him. I agree. Besides, and he walks over to the uh, dead flying robot, and he clenches his metal arm and hits it as hard as he can, and just to show that nothing happens to it, because as we established last week, uh, even if I roll maximum, on my thing, I could not get through this thing's hardness. And he says, if we run into something else like this, Kira was the only one who could even hurt it. We need better equipment. We need, if if they have it in town, we need uh, Osman Tamba. Uh, and he kind of searches at Sky Copper. Uh, I, there's a word for it. I learned it somewhere. Different word. 
that they'd probably know in town, but we need something that can hurt these things. Otherwise, the next one we run into is going to kill all of us, including Connor. Brixby, if if they're not able to send or willing to send somebody down here, would you be able to cast water breathing if perhaps Brother Kite were to or Father Kite were to give you his wand on loan, of course? Yeah, I could um cast from a wand. I could also cast from a scroll. Uh, with a little bit of work, but um, it is something that is inside my training. It's just not something I've apprehended just yet. Yeah, I mean, the gamified portion of me wants to just go clear out some rooms and see if we'll find something for Connor, but that's definitely what a, like a person playing a game thinks and not someone who just found the mortally wounded person they were looking for under a mountain after engaging in serious combat. So I imagine Brix is pretty tired and is looking to get out of here. Yes, I feel we have at least as good of a chance of finding something hostile as we do of finding something helpful. I, I recommend we follow that course of action you suggested and get him close to the entrance. I think we should go. Kira, um, I know we rely on you often to move things, but do you mind hoisting him over your shoulder, carrying him out? He has to get out of here some way or another, right? If this is a way I can help, then yeah. Thank you. She'll uh, kneel down again in front of him. Connor, um, Val's dad, we're going to get you out of here, okay? Please don't, um, like, attack us or anything, or be... Scary. But also, I understand you've been through trauma, so some of you like minimal scariness and we'll leave. Thanks. And he stares at you, kind of bewildered, but he's he's uh, manages to move his head up and down in a kind of sloppy nod. We're going to have to tie like a harness together to put him on your back. Because I don't know if he's going to be able to. Like, I just envisioned on. she would fireman's carry. Like, straight over the shoulder. Oh, yeah. Or like a baby Bjorn sort of situation. You're just in the front so she can see him. That would be really cute. <laughs> the problem is we don't want to parade that much rope in front of the skulks on the way back. You know, we're such an ostentatious flaunting of, of wealth. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this wizard we found. He has no legs. <laughs> Some legs. So, uh, if you don't mind uh, picking him up, um, we, the rest of us, should be on guard. Because while Kira has, has normally pulled us out of combat, um, it'll be a little while for her to engage, and she needs to protect Connor in this weakened state. So we should move fast, given the rest of us' effectiveness against any of these metal creatures. With that, he will move to the northwest door. Just a quick appraise of all this broken or in various states of disrepair objects. Do they seem like they would be worth anything in town, even though they're not functional? I'm just thinking we've got a nice carrying weight boosting backpack. 
Um, it looks like anything that I didn't explicitly call out um, is basically just you know, bits of plastic and metal, not really anything worth anything. Except for to the skulks, it'd probably be worth, you know, all kinds of lesser restoration. <laughs> probably, yeah. Okay, dope. Shouldering his new uh, backpack and having <laughs> filled it with all these healing trinkets, uh, Asher will follow Brixby to the northwest. Connor will do his best to sort of hold on as <laughs> Kira hoist him. Um, he does seem to be capable of at least um, using his upper body. and that, That's about it. And following simple commands. We're going for the piggyback. Sorry, like, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, we did it. Yay. <laughs> um, Rix is going to just quickly looking around by the visible corridors, not seeing any danger, uh, wave everybody on. Come on, come on, to the left. Fargus is gonna real quick pull uh, Kira and Connor aside before falling on and say, I know you said you'll carry him, but Dolga did mention that they had a scroll ready in case... Connor was found deceased. <laughs> Just give me the word, and I can make getting him back a little easier for you. And then he uh, goes and follows Brixby. Yeah, how much of him do we have? Is it like a U.S. dollar where you need 51% of it to be <laughs> honored, or can we just bring back a hand? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> Go on, Connor. Get. <laughs> no one rolled a sense motive on that one. You might be good with just his head. <laughs> Kira will not let anyone dismember Connor. <laughs> Putting it out there. Well, I wasn't suggesting we dismember him. I was suggesting just we just beat him. him over the head with one of the robot corpses. <laughs> It'd be easier to and get him out. from there. <laughs> uh, Kira looks confused for a little bit. She's like, but we did find him alive. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, consider and then follow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like he just said it and then immediately walked away like he did not wait for your response. I suppose either those robots had key cards or anything on them we could use to like open that mysterious small chest. No, no, no key cards here. It doesn't look like. What was that one? That wasn't black. Black was one of the doors. Was it white? It was, was, white? The chest? It was white, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm happy to take another whack at it before we leave, but who knows, you know what that could lead to. I have you at five, Zach. Is that right? Five pick. Five yeah. I have five uses of the... Uh, but I, then we can just whack another battery in there. Right? Oh, fair. So, yeah. Um, at least this juncture, we don't seem to have any other use for the, the, gl the like, what, three usable batteries we have? Uh, that sounds right. Is it more? There were two that were glowing, uh, and the other three weren't. I don't know what that means. Okay, so it was two. Yeah, the glowy ones still work. The other ones seem like okay, they did. Cool, cool. Um, but, yeah. I mean, if folks want me to take another another whack, I think, I, if I remembered, I was rolling relatively high the first time. I, I, I mean, I could try taking, what, taking 20 on it? 
It would just take a while. I'm just worried that since, because it's like two levels higher than the picks we have. I think right, because isn't it black is the lowest, and then brown, and then white? Was that what we said, or was it? It's brown, black, brown. white. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's only one level higher than the. We also didn't yeah. shut the door on the plant thing, and if I take twenty on there, that thing could just roll out, and you, you, you shut shut the door. Okay, shut the door. All yeah, right. you shut the door. Right. Yeah, we shut Never the mind. door. It also didn't seem to be interested at all in leaving that room. Well, maybe if we dragged a a person leaking red food, it would gain his interest. So it's good that the door is closed. Um, Yeah, so what do you want to do, party? Um, Try to take 20 on the box or just get out of here? Izzy really wants to look at the box, but I'm pretty sure Kira wants to go home. Like... uh... Zach said earlier, the gamer in me is saying, well, there's got to be a key card somewhere. But, I mean, my character wouldn't be thinking, well, clearly there is a card. <laughs> I feel like that's something we can leave, though. Nobody's going to come loot that while we're gone. Yeah. We do still have to fix an elevator. We still have to turn the torch on. Oh, yes, that too. Well, let's deliver Connor to his family. And we can worry about coming back in here. Like you mentioned, strengthened, better provisioned, better prepared. Bricks, like, pats the scroll case. Um, yeah. Though I'm very nervous about all of this radiation detecting material, Sam. <laughs> I don't know why you would be. No, between that and the swarm band clasp, I'm sure we have nothing to worry about. It's just normal radioactive swarms. No. Yeah, Asher will reload. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so um, nothing uh, harasses you on the way from the uh, medical room, whatever they call rooms these days, um, back over (laughs) to the large room in the hallway uh, leading out of here. Um, It is kind of slow going with Kira carrying uh, mostly intact human man. Um, he is still pretty heavy. Um, then heading out through this hallway, you find yourselves back in the um, next hallway over. The What you learned very recently was a simulated environment of Kasath, and everything looks just the same as it did before, except now you're Badly beaten and carrying a Connor Bane. Do you guys want to try and climb those rocks again? We'll just slide Connor up and over. <laughs> I'm getting a no. We'll come back. Sorry, just scrolling across the gigantic map. Uh, it's still loading it. for me, so <laughs> that is. <laughs> it will load forever. Aha. Uh-huh. I found myself. Yeah, you are in the uh, metal hallways, where um, near where you fought Hetuath. You should probably remember the way out from here. There's also that room with the uh, reset button in it. You passed by in favor of continuing to search for Connor. 
Yeah, again, we keep saying this, but the completest in me wants to check everything out. But the half-dead rat that is carrying, or no, that is leading the party of carrying the maimed wizard, who has a bounty of at least 4,000 gold on his head, uh, wants to keep going. Actually, I think Kira's been pretty gung-ho about leaving this place, but as they pass the room again, she'll pull up and look back to it. Um, hey, 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 Brixby, you didn't want to stop back in your in your little toy room? Oh, I mean, listen, I'd love to throw this switch and see what happens. Um, but I followed the party's will last time, and we were um, going to leave it be. That said, if we want to do a little experimentation on the way out, I'm not opposed. I don't know if something happens. I don't think I'd be a whole lot of help doing anything right now, but I do still want to fix the torch, and I don't think Connor's going to be able to help us like this. Well, you don't have to tell me twice. Let me just take a closer look. Shouldn't take too long. Famous last words. Um, Brixby, while the party is walking by the old reactor room, or whatever it is, uh, would like to saunter back up to that terminal. Okay. <laughs> so you gotta push the self-destruct <laughs> button as we're on the way out. It is deeply within his character to do exactly that. You see him almost poised and ready to take Kira's passing curiosity as permission to examine the terminal. Um, but yeah, do I need to roll anything again to look at this? Or do, do I just like, am I able to access it by just walking right up to it? I mean, it, it appears to be just basically a um, touch screen where the only option you have is to hit it or not hit it. And it says, um, reset, or power reset, I believe. I'm gonna touch the button. Uh, any objections? Alright. Vargas is standing outside around a corner. Uh, yep. Well, Bricks smashes that MF button. That MF power reset button. When you, um, hit the button for, at the very beginning, nothing seems to happen at all. And it, everything just seems to be completely the same and then there's a series of muffled clicking and buzzing noises um, echoing inside the walls all around you Um, then the circular table in this room flares to light and um, numerous panels on the wall light up and fill with static and the pillar of purple metal flashes and begins to pulsate with uh, electricity and some, some things sort of spark and pop seem to be a little bit broken. But um, the main thing that happens is a, a display on that table um, pops up of a very strange picture. I'm going to just pop that one up on the screen for you. Oh. Oh. You see um, a big metal object. Um, two different views of it, like a side view where it appears to be um, 
dominated by a sort of dome, but then sort of an overall oblong shape, a little bit like the shape you saw on the um, cave painting by the Galarn. And um, the other view, a sort of top-down view, shows you the inside of that dome, uh, which is ringed all the way around with a uh, narrow metal um, hallway, and there seem to be some metal rooms that look approximately familiar. And in the middle is a large desert environment with some caves and uh, some mountains and sort of plateaus. It looks like you are looking at a scale model of that Kassoth um, environment that you just passed through. Hmm. Can you identify that object, or is it unidentified? I'm flying. It's <laughs> a UFO joke. I'll be out here. Brixby's like gripping the table. His his knuckles are white, and it, he just looks up and he says, "It it is. It's a craft." A ship. A ship from beyond the stars. Look at us. This is a ship. And he's just, for a moment, uh, just giddy. Uh, Not half dead, trapped underground with a very sad, injured party. But instead, an elated rat who has found himself in uh, paradise. Dangerous paradise. Um. He just looks back up at the party with pure joy on his face. And uh, Vargas, hearing that from his uh, ducking cover position around the corner, sticks his head in and says, A ship. You're saying we're inside a skyship. Some sort of starcraft. But we're in the ground. We need to leave. We We can't be in one of these well every bit of of knowledge passed down from my people about these things there's you think those robots are bad there's dangers here entire clans have been wiped out trying to meddle with sky ships we we need to take bane and we need to leave now and he is just he looks like he's ready to bolt for the door. Like you have not seen him looking this scared since you've met him. But what if this is how to fix the torch? You wanted to see the torch. You said that. Well, Asher said you said that. Yeah, I've heard, as you mentioned, of the Kellids piling a great many rocks on these wonders from the sky to hide them. And I understand your suspicion. Clearly, we've been given less than a warm welcome. But from what we've learned, this ship emulating the environment of a, of a planet, Kassoth, confirms in a, in a stellar, in a galactic travel, visitors from outside of Galarian. There are answers in this room, in this ship, to questions we could have never dreamed of. He just uh, shakes his head and he goes, You're insane. I mean, don't you know? 
no, you, you, you don't know. And he just, uh, and he just starts like mumbling under his breath. And it sounds like he's just like reciting something in, uh, Hallett. And, uh, I think Asher speaks Hallett. So he'd be hearing him saying like, it's just like he's saying, and so-and-so's father says, so-and-so's father says, so-and-so's father died in year whatever from like it sounds like he's just like <laughs> listing off like what would have been like oral history of not to mess with alien how it darwin awards um <laughs> yeah sam so i know that the the main thing that this brought up was was uh this model but do we see any other like in the panels that flickered on or any other like interfaces that we could interact with in this room or do we feel like we have um, it looks like all the screens that came on are just displaying static, um, and all of these other machines look like they're in bra- bad shape. They were broken in some huge impact or just destroyed by slow decay. Well, um, if this reset the torch, we wouldn't know till we go outside, but it looks like entropy has done a similar number in here as it has inside the elevator previous. So, I suppose this is enough mucking around. And he deeply sighs, looking back one more time. A ship. A whole ship. With a desert in it. Just, uh, mumbling to himself as well, but in a completely different cadence. And wanders out of the room. As as uh, he wanders, Asher will come up alongside him and say, Well, I'm certainly pleased that this button did not bring an end to us all. What else lay within these doors we've yet to explore, my friend? Oh. Well, if you ask me, it's, it's nothing but promise and wonder, but and he lowers his voice to this kind of a sort of Oche stage whisper. But if you ask Junk Punch... Ah, uh, well, I won't stir that pot anyway. I'll be, um, in here, hopefully, shortly after the next sunrise. But it is prudent for us to leave now, I suppose. Wait, we're leaving? What about the... I thought this was going to turn the torch on. Why, we just got a weird picture of a of a ship with sand inside of it? I... How is that exciting? I don't get it. Well, big stuff, it means that this is not some naturally occurring uh, catacomb, nor some folly of the gods, some planar interposition. This is, this is a craft from the stars. That means that the torch might just be one of the wonders on this ship. Uh, If we continue searching for it, we might unfortunately run into one of the many dangers as well. I don't feel well prepared, unfortunately, and even an exploration into a room we don't know could prove fatal for someone as wounded as Connor, especially without all of his, you know, natural uh, natural armor amulets and wards and protections that he lost. Somewhere. I can't wear that amulet, or I would have just 
flashing it around in that moment. <laughs> but um, I understand everyone's apprehension, but I get the feeling that aside from the purple-haired woman, there are many other people mucking around down here. We don't have anyone that doesn't wear armor, do we? You don't. Uh, natural armor stacks with armor armor. Mm-hmm. Oh, does it stack yeah. with with an armor bonus? I thought it worked like major no, armor. No, it's its own kind of bonus. I mean, yeah, bummer, <laughs> but but it works for Asher. It's so weird. It's part of his mysterious background. No, um, he wouldn't say that. Um, well, shall we? I guess. Yes. Heading out of the technological corridors and through the hologram of a stone wall, uh, you find yourselves back out in the desert environment. But it's different. It is uh, lit like a late afternoon, evening. And if you look up at the domed distant ceiling... It looks like the sky. It looks like you're outside. It looks like the sun is is just starting to set um, over in the west, and there's a light wind, and it feels like you're outside. I'm sure would look up, and because he's certainly curious about this change. With a natural one, though, I don't know that he would notice. Uh, let's hoping to do a knowledge geography to see like is this our outside is this outside of torch that we're seeing or is this part of the simulation and outside of you know a whole different planet um, with a natural one on uh, knowledge geography he's pretty sure you've just teleported through outer space <laughs> you're on an alien I mean it's planet. a total of a seven though. okay with a seven yeah you, you're pretty sure you're still in Galarian it was close though for a second you had doubts <laughs> <laughs> gods in their own sky <sighs> the wonders never cease yes let's hurry to town so we can get back Vargas is kind of uh, he's just kind of zoned out in the pack there for probably like a good two or three minutes before he realizes everybody left and follows so do we, we just go like north over these rocks right or do we go west um, you go west. You basically follow that path. You don't have to cross the mountains. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the one we keep ignoring. <laughs> it's a trap. All right. Yeah, and it's getting nice and toasty in here. It seems to be steadily getting warmer as you go across. And um, while you're crossing the desert, Vargas finds that his some of the feeling in his arms is coming back, and that strength penalty has worn off so I don't want to be an alarmist and I, I don't know much about other places but does it feel like radiation hot <laughs> like do I feel like I'm being irradiated right now do I got that I, radiation I, heat I suppose I have a, a scroll that could determine that as well as a technological item but that is kind of what i was trying to determine if maybe it would be prudent to i mean we're just trying to get the heck out of here anyway what the hell is that gonna do tell me i'm gonna die i already know that i'm a pathfinder character yeah it just seems like it's a hotter day i imagine (laughs) it's you're in a desert yeah 
Yeah, I was going to say, it's like hot, like desert hot, right? Like we're like in the middle of the outback yeah. or something type hot. Just to make sure I, the player... Just to make sure I, the player, have this correct. It's not day because, like, we just stayed so long that it's the cycle, day-night cycle. It's day because he flipped a switch and now there's power to everything, right? But Maybe. I don't think he's going to tell us the secret of the mountain just yet. I'm just trying to figure out if it was, like, the other times we came it was off because the day-night cycle in the ship is different than the real-world day-night cycle, or if it you turning that on like reset everything and now it knows to be daytime so when you cross the rest of the way uh, through the desert I won't make you drag your tokens all the way across you uh, pick up where the you marked along the wall where the um, other invisible door was head through there and back out into the caves where Seth was Has there always been a sarlacc over here? Did I miss that before? Uh, that's a pit leading down into the darkness. It's yawning, remember? Okay. Oh, that's a rope. Now, one thing... Yeah. Uh, okay. One thing you do that notice coming through here is uh, no skulks. Oh. That's strange. Hmm. What a survival check. For uh, 14 total. With a 14 survival check, uh, you can see over at that yawning hole in the corner of the room, there's a stake at the top of the hole, and tied to the stake is a rope, which goes down <laughs> and down and down into the hole. Uh, well. <laughs> oh, no. That rope looks familiar. I'd recognize it anywhere. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. There is a piece of paper uh, stuck to the. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to examine the paper. Uh, did something show up on your screens? <laughs> would yeah. anyone care to read the note? Those dulcet tones in there, Jeff. Sure. Hello, suckers. Asher reads aloud. I have shortened you suck to suckers to be used as a greeting. I hope this will catch on on the surface. If you are reading this, you have once again survived in the metal caves beyond ours. For that, we commend you. You are truly the suckiest suckers we have ever met. That's awfully kind of them. See what I did there? A third form. It's rather clever. Uh, feel free to use that as well with proper attribution. Thanks to the rope you provided, we have managed to repel back down to our home in the Darklands. I cannot say whether we will return. We kind of hate it up there. I've left behind several things that were too cumbersome to carry down as a token of our appreciation. Also, it should be noted that there is a dead human body in the southwest corner of the cave, should you wish to retrieve it. Be forewarned, the mold in the room will leach the heat from your body, so tread lightly. I suppose that is all I have to say. Until we meet again, you suck. Seth. 
kind of endeared to them. Well, that's nice. We should send something. Perhaps we could write a note in response. Misremembering that. Attach it to a rock and just drop it down the hole. I think if we all just shout a good you suck into the hole on the way out. I think that would be nice. Where we're carrying all of the stuff that they left for us. Do we see this stuff, Sam? Um, piled up by one of the huts, um, you do see three suits of studded leather armor, a rapier, and um, a nice looking set of thieves tools. Oh. Well, Asher, there's your thieves' tools. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Those are your thieves' tools, my guy. Um, <laughs> there was a uh, check done earlier that we discovered mold zombies are a thing that exists here, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm calling dibs on not checking the dead human body in the room with strange mold in it. You know, we could just pencil the dead body in the mold room in tomorrow. I have a big block in my day tomorrow where I can do stupid things like go into a mold room, but maybe not. Maybe not right now. Um, does any of this look... So the masterwork thieves tools were like the, the nicest thing. Everything else just seemed mundane. Yeah. Whew. If they had nicer stuff, they probably took it with them. Yeah, those Steve's tools, though, I'm glad they were cumbersome. Because <laughs> they're, they're pretty nice. If only they had a Masterwick backpack. <laughs> oh, they probably wouldn't have left anything. Stuff it's a little better than that. That's nice. Well, it's not the first mold we've seen down here. We should take that into account when we're reprovisioning. Um, but good reason for us to avoid that room, I suppose. And, uh, if we don't see anything else that would aid in the, like, I don't know, like a scuba suit for Connor, or, like, <laughs> water wings, then I suppose we should probably just keep moving on. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's any anything uh, that would aid in your dragging of a, a body up through the waterways. With a casual glance at the mold, uh, does it look like, because when we saw the russet mold, that was inside the structure. Does it have similar from, no way am I getting close to that, but from like way over here peeking at it, does it seem russet? Um, do you, you could roll a knowledge nature? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely one thing we can arm ourselves with to fight any plant baddies in the future is the ability to identify them. Because, yeah, no, no one has knowledge nature in this party currently. Well, it doesn't appear the same as the russet mold that you saw in the other room. Um, one thing about it is it, like, it's noticeably colder even like within 30 feet of that room hmm. um, so it appears to be a different type of mold probably not a, a super um, fun mold to hang out with anyways old cold mold right it's not a very fun guy <laughs> uh, so yeah we're gonna just follow Sam I believe we're retracing the same path Take a little look over at the 
dead pink frog thing. And still dead and pink. Uh oh. Well, I, I'm not the only one seeing this up here, right? Yeah, I turned off Fog of War on the map. I've got to put a bookmark in that for later, along with uh, Mold Guy. Uh, all right, Sam. So give us the skinny on this. Connor Bane, mentally uh, currently debilitated, dexterity deeply injured, but strength is a swim skill and wizard to wizard. I know how important strength is to a good build. So I'm guessing his swims at probably like what, a four or five. Um, I could probably tell you what his swim is because I have a stat block for him. He's not a very strong fellow, but yes, strength is a swim skill. He has. <laughs> That's swim. the episode title. <laughs> Strength is a swim skill. <laughs> Trying yeah. to make me do two things at once. Scroll and talk. That's too much. Well, that's what Zach said, and he repeated it back to him. So uh, I'm here for it. That's just being a nice. good DM. Um, yeah, he's got a minus one to swim. So not all. Samesies, mate. Um, <laughs> well, I mean... I'm taking the risk. Why doesn't he? <laughs> if we experimentally just dunk his head under the water, does he try to breathe or does he seem to understand he's supposed to hold his breath? <laughs> I like I like experimentally as a modifier there where you're like, yeah, I'm not pranking you. I'm just swirly. <laughs> just a quick... Now, to be clear, are you doing this? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm not because I'm not the one holding. Maybe just gently put his hand in the water and see if he'll paddle like when you put a dog over a (laughs) bathtub or something. (laughs) Just dip a toe in there. Kira like wades into her waist. Does he freak out or? Uh, He doesn't seem to freak out. He seems to be relatively calm if a bit terrified <laughs> from his general ordeal no no it's fine we're just gonna really quickly go under it's gonna be fine don't worry about it yeah it's fine. i mean i'm sure he's not gonna try and breathe normally that would just be crazy right <laughs> yeah don't if you feel water on your face connor like a like a cold wet feeling um stop breathing but not forever. <laughs> Just for a little bit. Um, well, he blinks at you like 13 times in a row. But and he maybe he blink gets with it. the same eye at the same time. He does that like. I do miss walking on the bottom, but I'm, I'm happy to just bite the bullet and, and make a swim check to get out of here. Uh, is it one swim check or is it a series of swim checks? Um, let's see. I think it's going to be a couple. It's calm water. Um, Each one does like a certain number. Because what is it, 70 feet total or something? It's only 45 feet. 45? Yeah, so you can swim. Um, is it a quarter your speed? Yeah. So. Half of your speed per round. 
Um, so it's probably four checks for Brixby. <laughs> nope. It's a, uh, it's well, five checks for Brixby. <laughs> um, all right. Well, no better time than now to drown. Die hard dice has given me a 12, which renders me an 11. So I don't die just nice. yet. That's a success. Uh, do you want me to just sequentially roll up my five? Or are we doing rounds or, or what would you like to do? Uh, let's do this in rounds. Um, so uh, Brixby has made it his 10 feet. Uh, let's go to Vargas. Got a plus two to my swing. Oh, you're golden. You could just take 10. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I'll just take 10. So. All right. How about Asher? Asher would have taken a few minutes to remove his uh, chain shirt, bringing his swim from a minus three to a minus one. Uh, and then he will roll. Well, he's not rolling. You know what I mean? He's doing the roll swim stroke. Uh, yeah, uh, that is a four in the dice for a three. He uh, he dies. Yeah, he's uh. he's dead. He's gone forever. He's gone. <laughs> Man, that blows <laughs> all the stuff we went through. Yeah. <laughs> that foreshadowing, though, this hesitation to go in the water, and then that's how he dies. <laughs> Man, it's kind of poetic, but also lame. Mostly sad. Now, how about Kira? As Asher is left That's behind. a natural 20. Whoa! Plus one. <laughs> she is fine. Use those additional swim points to be like, Asher, but with her hands. <laughs> swim! Just tie a rope to Kira <laughs> and a rope to Asher. That's how Vargas got in the first time. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was at this point, I'll just have her drag uh, drag two bodies through. <laughs> just getting this picture of Kira Please. swimming along, dragging um, Asher and Connor. She's like, I'm getting pretty good at this. we got a lot of practice. Yeah, if adventuring doesn't work out, I'm going to be a rescue dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as not to belabor this through um, 20 swim checks... <laughs> I'm going to say it takes a little bit of a struggle um, and a couple minutes of work. And you don't have water breathing, so it's not it's even more unpleasant than the way down was. Uh, but you do eventually make it to the surface, all of you alive. Um, get over to the shore um, at the Weeping Pond, uh, where there are two youths uh, sitting there kicking a... Uh, ball back and forth, just uh, apparently hanging out. Uh, they stop what they're doing when they see the lot of you breach the surface, and they uh, seem to turn and wait. And before we find out what that's all about, I'm going to bed. Night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Sam.
not against the machine is property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme against the machine written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. Kira, do you mind? Um, I know you've had to carry a lot of dead weight out of here. That was really poor. Hold on. I'm going to cut that because I'm not, I wouldn't actually have said that. In I didn't mean that as like a part of was dead. Let me, I know time. Uh, let me try this one more time. Sorry about that. That's definitely not something Brixby would say. He's just, he's evil now. He's totally shifted. Um, like leaned in. I see myself bereft in a sea of darkness. Yeah, my Sam, I just reloaded Roll20. having 20. a hard time with whatever I'm doing. Oh, right it just loaded for me, and then I reloaded the screen. Oh, no. All right. Uh, theater of the mind for me. We got this. What's doing? Is anyone else doing, like, a spooky ghost thing of where you click the zoom once button, and then it explodes in your face? Ooh. <laughs> That's how I feel, too. Let's release... Uh, uh, so a Patreon only exclusive of this podcast with us not talking about our Roll20 orientation in it. <laughs> and then the regular one. <laughs> Ooh. The only thing in worse shape than our cast right now is Connor Bain, am I right? <laughs> I'm going to say, no, I, kept, I have that in my track. It'll be good uh, post-credits. <laughs>